This week on the Reverse Stick, breaking news, Hockey Series Open Lahore is cancelled. Maybe? Might be postponed. Could be under your Christmas tree this year. Yes, you are with the Reverse Stick. My name's John Lee. My co-host is Matt Allen. And how's your hockey week, Matt? It's been a busy hockey week. I've been a bit sick, actually, this week, John. I just think I'm right today, which is just in time for our club end of awards uh, You're evening. still getting to, over that grand tomorrow. final, aren't you? I don't, oh, I don't know. It's maybe a bit, a bit of hard. aftershock or, or something that's come with it. Uh, but no, I'm good. What about you, mate? Oh, very fine. No, I'm not too bad. I'm recovering slowly. You notice we've got these... Um, the anniversary games coming up in England in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the um, from Seoul 1988 from the, the GB gold medal game they're playing oh, against really? Belgium. Um, interesting year that was 1988. You you want to see some of the players involved there and they're, what they're doing in the coaching world at the moment. Australia: Mark Hagar, Neil Horgood, Possum Reed, Jay Stacey, Rick Charlesworth, Colin Batch, Warren Birmingham, all. Consummate professionals in the coaching world. Shabazz Ahmed from uh, Pakistan. We'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. Russell Garcia, he was there. Geordie uh, Oliver was there as well, dad of uh, Rock and Gigi. Uh, do you know the, the highest scoring game in that, that tournament in 88 in Seoul? What, 3-0? It was an 8-0 win for, for Pakistan. Over? Um, over Kenya. Uh, so a big win there. And uh, as I mentioned there, Shabazz, uh, he scored two of the goals in that game. He's, in fact, he got the last two goals in that game. He got one in the 64th minute and then another one in the... 90, 72nd? No, in, in the 66th minute, John. Do you know why that's relevant? Why? Because this is show number 66 oh, of the Reverse damn. Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Oh, Thanks for joining us once again, ladies and gentlemen. He's still taking shots from what I can hear, too. <laughs> we'll get to that very soon, shall <laughs> we? We will indeed. <laughs> um, but why not get to this? Uh, did it again? I did it two again, folks. That's two. Well, we'll leave it in just so you get some sort of running idea of the mayhem that goes on here in the Reverse Stick Studio. News. Uh, let's start with the uh, Hockey Series Open in Santiago, shall we? Well, one that has actually taken place. It's taken place, and it's uh, taken place last week. Finished up on the weekend. On the women's side of things, let's start there. Uh, title taken out by Chile, well, 16th ranked team. Second was Uruguay, ranked 24. Paraguay finished ranked... What are you laughing? Did I say no, something Carry wrong? on. Uruguay, who were ranked 24. Paraguay, who were ranked 58. Brazil, 37th. Peru, 39th in 5th place. And the unranked Bolivia finishing in 6th there. Uh, it really came down to one game in the end. Uh, it was Chile versus Uruguay, and Chile won that game 1-0, which put him into top spot with five wins, 51 goals for, and a big, big egg zero uh, for goals against. So they had a really good tournament, and Uruguay would be fairly happy to have clinched the second spot for the Olympic qualifiers to come in the Hockey Series finals. And Chile's Maria Maldonado finished top goal scorer there for the tournament with 12. Uh, have we got the player of the tournament there? I haven't got it, no. Oh, we see, we can we can find this because we have Altius. doesn't have the player of the tournament on there, though, does it, uh, I don't think? Yeah, no, it did. Uh, we'll go to the women. If you clicked on it, look, we'll give you a little tour, shall we, here, of Artius, the Altius match centre system. Oh, look at how wonderfully fast my computer is running. Yeah, no, it's got um, somewhere along here, down the bottom... Awards. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, you said leading goal scorer? Yeah, Maria Maldonado. Okay, the player of the tournament was Manuela Vila from Uruguay. The goalkeeper was Claudia Schuler from Chile. And the rising star of the tournament was Veronica Roa from Paraguay. So there well done go. to those players. Um, and On spread across the, uh, the teams there. On to the men's side? Men's. Uh, you're going to find that player of the tournament stuff for us while I go through this. Why not? Uh, Chile took out the double uh, for the Hockey Series Open in Santiago, winning the men's as well. They're ranked 34th in the world. They'd be stoked to finish on top there because they finished above the 26th ranked Brazil, who finished second. And once again, that came down to the last game of the tournament to decide who was going to take out that. The, uh, the Chileans had actually drawn a game 
at at one stage. Uh, Chile drew against where was it? Uh, Uruguay, which would have been a really good result for it was a good result for Uruguay. So uh, they had to win that last game, and they did. They got up. Um, let's have a look here. Chile and they got up. 3-2 in the end over the top of Brazil which put them into first place so those two teams will travel through it was also a good uh, good tournament I men- forgot to mention this for the Paraguayans in the uh, on the on the women's side? side of things who ranked 58 finished third there uh, above teams ranked 37 and 39 so that was a, a good effort for them um some some on the whole close results. Poor old Bolivia were on the uh, the end of a couple of whippings and. Chile. But they were weren't ranked going into the, into the. No, tournament. they they weren't ranked, and in fact, on the women's side of things, three of their results they would have been quite heartened by a two nil loss, a three nil loss, and another two nil loss against teams that actually have a ranking. So, you know, they've got something to work with. The men weren't quite as as didn't go quite as well. They they leaked twenty seven against Chile. And uh, I think that was a game that I actually saw. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but lots of celebratory you know, moments. There would have been in that game, you know. But they've got to start somewhere. When you're starting from the bottom, it's always going to be hard early on. Well, player of the tournament for Brazil, and also the leading goal scorer was Lucas Pacquiao. Uh, goalkeeper of the tournament, Rodrigo Fastino of Brazil, also, and the rising player of the tournament, Franco Becerra from Chile. Well done to those players, and Indeed. good luck to those teams going into the Hockey Series Finals. That's right, so the top two from both uh, both sides go through into the uh, yep. the three groups of eight, and obviously still yet to be decided uh, That's right. who the rest of they're going to be. Yep. Okay, next. What uh, else have we got? Have we got? Well, well, see, it's, it's a little bit of a lull at the moment, the old international hockey scene, because uh, as, as far as the, uh, the calendar's concerned, there's nothing on this weekend. It's empty. We had the New Zealand uh, NHL finals over the weekend. Congratulations to North Harbour women and Capital men uh, for the wins respectively there. Capital beat North Harbour men in the final, uh, who were the winners last season. Carl Pontifex got the uh, the final save in the in the shootout to win there. So it seemed like a great tournament and was being streamed on the uh, Blacksticks Facebook page. Once again, you're in action last week, Supercoach, in the, uh, oh. the run-up to the local Well, yeah, it was, grand, it was grand final, the Premier League, grand final stuff in, in Western Australia and I was on the field and a, gr- a great um, you were on the field I was on the field yeah oh Matt Allen it's the only way I was ever going to make it onto the field was uh, I was there with one of one of our, well, my eldest and some of our little junior kids they played uh, some exhibition games uh, oh, really? seven aside uh, before the women's grand final so that was great fun for get the kids out there and get involved with the excitement who won the women's wasps, uh, wasps Wesley South yeah. Perth hockey club back led to back? Uh, back to back for them they were 2-1 down to uh, sorry 1-0 down to Subs Lions at half time came back to win 2-1 the line led superbly by Catherine Slattery the hockey roo there and of course Subs Lions uh, yep. assistant coach this season was Ashley Nelson oh really yeah, on to so. the men's game because you made a big call there and I'll tell you what the super coach back in action oh, just look, just quickly though well done to Wasps they were playing against a, a very heavily subsidised subs Lions there I'll say no more than that um, yeah on the men's side uh, well done to the Reds the older Quinians club uh, their first title I think in 24 years and yeah and last week I mentioned that Blake Govers was banging in goals for fun over the finals period well he only popped up with a hat trick um, three drags to the top left hand <laughs> corner um, the winner coming in golden goal extra time um, you might remember a couple of years ago before he broke into the Aussie squad he scored five for Wimbledon in um, in England in their um, end of season game um, yeah, he did the same he won the, the Merv Adams uh, medal for player of the game quite rightly so Slightly disappointing with that. There was obviously the Darwin uh, Hockey Series Open was taking well, place. Lots um, of people were disappointed. With yeah, that. so they were playing against another club here, YM, who were missing uh, Jamie Dwyer, who's played there for many, many years in all the big games, and that's his his, his club here in Perth. Um, but yeah, they they were minus three or four uh, Kookaburras because they were playing up in Darwin. And of course, Blake Govers is also a uh, uh, a Kookaburra, but he wasn't selected for this particular tournament. They already know that he can rip. 
<laughs> break leg step into, into the top corner. So, but yeah. that, that'll lead us into a far larger conversation yeah. later on the show. But to be fair as well, the Reds were missing players like Zalewski yeah. and, and Haywood as well. Um, it was just disappointing that a couple of the YM boys were making their debut in that tournament. Their top scorer from the season, Jack Welsh, was making his debut for, for the Kookaburras. And... Uh, Apparently wasn't selected to play on the day <laughs> anyway, the, where there was a clash with the grand final. Yeah, look, like we said, this leads on to a far greater discussion. And we should also mention, we forgot to mention at the top of the show, no featured interview this week because everybody's on holidays. Everyone's on holidays and we've got so much to get through. Yep. Yeah. So we'll keep getting through it. Uh, any more news stuff? Just some, um. Oh, just finally, did the results from the Darwin hockey series open? Argentina got the win in the final over, did they? um, Australia. Yeah. Did they open the gates? They opened they the gates. Yeah. The gates yeah, were right. open. Uh-huh. Well, there's been, look, there's been a bit of talk about that this week, and uh, there was an article from Simon Orchard with regard to the gate gate. Um, I don't think it's that much of a big deal. It might just, you know, I don't think there was anything particularly sinister um, behind it. Um, it wasn't a test match. It was a practice match. What? What? So, what are the tests then? I'm sorry. Well, they played a game. It? No, it's a warm up for a warm up. A warm up, but, but warm up tournament. But, so when? <laughs> When is an international, an actual international, when is it a training run? Well, that's it. It's a training run. That's exactly what it was, was a training run. You know, you, once well, you get a No, but you do that, you're not bound by the number of, what uh, number it, of players you have on the bench, players okay. you have on the field, all well, that sort every, of thing. You know. I expect every time my national team walks out onto the field, their number one team is selected. And it's about time we got past this whole world of mixing and matching stuff all over the well, shop it because it's losing it's losing its luster very very quickly well we've got the pro league coming mate we've oh, got the great. FIH pro league coming except uh, it's not pro at all is it you are listening to the reverse stick the global hockey podcast and i know you've got a huge list written down just before we do um our mate Namisha from Dragflick World put up a post about um, a co- little conflict that's happening at the moment, or about to happen. Sultan of Johor Cup, under-21s tournament, just for men. He's been playing from the 6th to the 13th of um, this month. Next month? September. October? That's the month <laughs> it's going to be in. Um, well, it depends at, when you're listening. Yeah, it does. Uh, at the same time as the Youth Olympics is going on, the 6th to, uh, to the 13th. Uh, once again, under 21s, I believe. Yes, it is. It's under 21s. Uh, and that there's, might be some conflict there. And for three teams, there is. Uh, Australia, India and Malaysia will all be competing at the Sultan of Johor Cup. An 11-a-side under 21s competition, invitational competition. And the Youth Olympic Games as well. They are the only three teams that will be affected, and it's only men's teams. And um, I think they've probably got enough depth there across uh, the groups within those three nations as well that it wouldn't really be stretching them too much would be giving good exposure to perhaps some of the fringe under 21 players I think considering the place that some of the countries competing such as Argentina, Australia and India at the Youth Olympic Games could probably send second string under 21 sides and still end up playing in the finals uh, Possibly, well, you know, Poland, but, you Poland know. are playing. They won the Canada Euro Hockey the Fives uh, last year. They did, and it is Hockey Fives. It's not yeah. Hockey Eleven. So Canada, really, play, Canada played well there last time around. Do we I care about the Youth Olympic Games? It's great for those involved. So. It is. It's a fabulous experience for those involved. But do we care? Well, it's that broader question once again about Hockey Fives, isn't it? And now, uh, oh, we'll talk more about Hockey we know Fives in the feedback at care. the end of the show. <laughs> Really? What gave you that impression? Oh, only everything they've tweeted about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, is there a, a clash? Yes, there is, but I don't think for the teams involved it's going to be a clash that they can't work past. If you do want to get your eyes on the Hockey Fives at the Youth Olympic Games in Buenos Aires, you should be able to watch the games on the Olympic Channel. You can find that on YouTube or just uh, search Olympic Channel on Google and it'll take you direct to the site there. Likewise, I believe Sultan of Johor Cup will be available on YouTube as well. well I don't think Ashley's done I don't think he is, years, but, 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 but I, I, yeah. I read something on Twitter a couple of days ago that somebody okay. will be well, putting it on Well, maybe there. he is. Some things might have changed since I spoke to him last. Yeah. Um, if okay. not Astro, I think, the, lo- the local broadcasters yeah. there that have, have done it in the past. Okay, your turn. Well, whilst we're in that uh, part of the world, we'll go to India first because they've had the sports awards there again yeah. um, with uh, some of the most pre- 
prestigious awards given out to uh, the hockey community there. So congratulations to men's mid- midfielder Manpreet Singh and uh, the women's goalkeeper Savita. Uh, they've both been conferred with the Arjuna Award from the Ministry of Youth Affairs and Sports. Also uh, to Clarence Lobo, uh, who was awarded the Dron- Dronacharya Award. That's for lifetime achievement, uh, recognition for his contribution to Indian hockey through coaching over the past 25 years. And finally there to the former Indian captain and goalkeeper Barat Chetri. He was confirmed with the Dehan Chand Award for lifetime achievement. He's currently working closely with the Indian team's men and women as a goalkeeping coach. Great. Um, Good now, stuff. Uh, once again, whilst we're still in that area, you might recall last week that uh, there was a letter sent, written, penned and sent all at the same time from uh, the Asian Hockey Federation to the FIH mm. requesting that uh, the second place teams in the Asian Games would nab the spot for the Olympics because of Jam- Japan already qualifying as hosts. Well, there's a response that's come through. Yes. Do you want to hear it? No. Okay. Was it, I'm sure that's a response. Boring, isn't boring it? show. <laughs> <laughs> no would be the response. Uh, yeah, we have responded. This is uh, uh, coming from Thierry, the FIH chief executive. We have responded to them to explain that the qualification system for an Olympic Games is set by the IOC and not FIH. We also explained that apart from the fact that it is an IOC qualification system and therefore impossible for FIH to change. It would be unfair and unjust to other continental federations and national associations to change the qualification system after one continental federation qualifying tournament. Yeah, well, that's the answer everybody expected. And it was probably the question that as administrators of their national federations, etc., in the Asia, they probably had to ask and probably got the answer that they expected as well. Yes, and it, it was interesting that India weren't involved in that conversation at all there. It was, um, it, obviously, it was yeah. led by Malaysia and, uh, on their request by the AHF and, wah, wah, as well, expected. Uh, the women are the current continental Asian champions. Yes, they are. So they'll be going anyway. Alright, moving on. Do you want to hear more bad news about another tournament? The African Hockey Presidents oh, no. Cup. Now, this is one that I believe is for the uh, the top ten, uh, s- sorry, countries ranked outside the top ten African countries uh, in the FIH rankings, uh, due to be held in Uganda. Um, a tweet came out from Africa Hockey last week. Second Presidents Cup announcement as AFA. AFHF received no entries for the second President's Cup scheduled for the 19th and 26th of November in Uganda. This is to announce that the second President's Cup will not take place and that both Uganda's men and women teams are the 2018 President's Cup winners. Well done. Congratulations to Uganda Hockey there. Um, some Top of the com- <laughs> Some of the comments uh, on social media from uh, players from the part, non-participating nations included lack of notice and the distance and cost to travel to go and play as the reasons for non-participation. Once again, another tournament with uh, countries not interested in playing or not able to afford to go and play. Well, the, the thing that sort of gets uh, thinking there is the lack of notice. When when people mention lack of notice, it'd be inter- you know, perhaps the African Federation's got to... T- think about the opening up their calendar a bit more long term and, and arranging these things well, it seems like it's a tournament which have been set up with best of intentions uh, but there are a few realities there about participating just as we found last year with the Hockey 5 tournaments that were going on in, in Africa as well well cost is obviously the biggest issue they have to face and transport because a lot of the times it's not as simple as just getting on a bus and travelling down a motorway no. and then crossing a channel and travelling down another motorway it ain't Europe is it <laughs> no moving to Europe different. and uh, slightly more upbeat news is that uh, the Spanish hockey women's team have uh, had their official, official government reception in Madrid this week uh, which all looked very nice um, and also uh, Spanish hockey have uh, got on a major sponsor on board with Lexus Spain well done. which is fantastic so expect to see AD Lock whizzing around in a brand new Lexus and whilst we're on oh, AD yeah. Lock I heard some terrible news well yeah I thought you'd be quite sad oh. about this and uh, I did spot it the other day but AD Lock is now lockless um, 
Sign outside. He, the, all the party out the back has disappeared, John. Really? He's had a bit of a trim. He's been to the Haircut. barber, not to the barber of Seville. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe one in Terrassa. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the hair's, the hair's gone. So hopefully it's not Samson-esque. I'm and devastated. Who's got the best hair in world hockey now? You, well, you're putting your hand up for it. Well, if someone has to step into the breach, Just I mean... Head, head to the Reverse Stick YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen, watch uh, John's grand final replay, <laughs> and we'll let you make the choice on that one. Uh, yeah, maybe we might put it out as a, on, a, on a Twitter poll. Well, whilst I mention Twitter, of course, uh, we're on all social media, John, on we Twitter, are. Facebook, and Instagram, all at the Reverse Stick. Please do get on and like and follow and subscribe, and if we pop a post up, please share it and uh, you know tag some mates in and say you should be listening to this. Now, before you uh, get on to your next subject, you finish there? Finish that, there. That, okay, before you get on to the next subject, there's something we have to do, because I know when you get on to your next subject, I have a feeling it could be a rather lengthy explanation. I know I've got more to go before we get to that. Oh, okay, well, can I do something else first? Go for it. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And in the, the last couple of weeks, we've been asking people to send in their team songs, singing your team songs, celebrating a victory. Yes, we have indeed. We obviously don't have a lot of winners that listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a funny time of the year because we, we've got a, a lot of a lot of guys that listen in Europe. And yeah, they're starting, are just starting there. But it's also not massively part of the culture to have a club or a, a team song or a victory song. And it was something that, that struck me as um, incredible, and I loved it moving here uh, to Oz, that it was something that happened in Australian sport. And... Uh, you know, I, I was part of a group who kind of revived our, our club song and, and uh, made it a lot more accessible and you didn't maybe look as much of a dick singing it after a yeah. game and now everybody in the club sings it, you know, it's from the uh, seven, eight-year-old kids that I, that I took on the field um, at Perth Hockey Stadium. There's yeah. there three of them that were singing it in, in the tunnel before we ran onto the pitch. Beautiful. And, of course, you'll get to hear that in just a moment. You will, but uh, we did have someone who sent us a, a, um, a club song the victorious uh, Caroline Springs had Caroline, the Metro B Women's uh-huh. took out their premiership and they let rip with this rendition Well done, Go to the, the Springers. Uh, Springers. <laughs> now they are quite a new club, so it's quite a new new song as well. I think they've only been in existence sort of three or four years, so there might be a few girls there that's you know they're still still learning it. It takes a while to learn a club song. It does. You've got to win a lot of games to win a, to, to to learn a club song. You do. We're very practiced at it in the over fifties. So. <laughs> <laughs> very practiced. Now. Um, do we keep the other two we've got here, or do just sort of lighten the load further on down the show? No, I think we, I think we can play. Well, just, well, I was expecting to get a club song from uh, Jared Ivanovich, who uh, he won his grand final in Canberra uh, last weekend. Jared listens to the show; he's really good on the social media. He's you know, thank you, Jared. Reposts and retweets and, and likes the things that we put out there. And he's actually they don't have a club song. I said, well, they they need to bloody get one. Right one, uh, but. He's uh, actually taking part in the Australian Masters Championships at the moment. The men's is taking place in Lismore and Ballina in New South Wales. Whilst here in WA, in beautiful Bunbury and Bosselton, we've got the Women's Championships that are taking place. Over a 1,000 players involved down there. If you're involved, good luck. If you're involved and you're listening and you've got a state song that you sing, uh, send it in to us. Of course, yeah. you can email john at net or matt at net. Take it away, John. Okay, this... There's a mystery voice here some listeners may recognise. And that was the uh, dreaded enemy of us at uh, Fremantle Hockey Club, the Melbourne Hockey Club, 
over 40s singing their song, their team song, after the uh, their successful grand final. So thank you to the Melville boys. And if you're wondering, that mystery voice. Well, of course, it was Griffin, Griffin Fat Guts. Yes, sad to say that he's on the uh, the winner's side of a grand final. Oh, Very no. disturbing news that was. That. We're mates with a few of <laughs> the blokes in there. No, no, a few of them. So well done to those lads and for sending us that little bit of audio uh, post their grand final. And of course, there's one more I have to play, Matt. Guess who this is? <laughs> Ah, oh, that was a good afternoon, that one. There was a few unsolicited bomb-bomb-bombs in there, though. Yeah, that was the guys who didn't know the words. Right, they just went bomb-bomb-bombing. Bomb, yeah, all random bomb-bombing. Yeah. Oh, nice. But we've more than made up for their lack of uh, input. Well, we hope that's brightened your day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, look, if your club doesn't have a club song... Send them in. Well, no, if they don't have one, maybe you should consider getting one. And look, we'll even write one for we'll you if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, send us in some details and we'll, uh, we'll pen something uh, equally amazing. Much like the FIH. Equally amazing. Have you heard the, um, the World Cup song yet? From India? Yeah. No, not yet. I don't think it's been done yet, but there's some, somebody is, uh, some star in India has said that they're going to write it and somebody else is going to make the video for it and, uh, looking forward to giving you an airing of that on the show. I'll, I'll, um, I'll set you a challenge. Go on. Guess how many times India gets mentioned in the song? (laughs) Or hockey? No, just India. Just India. Just India. Do you think they mentioned the Eves or the Tigers? Oh, that now that's a divisive question. We're going to have to follow that up. Eves or Tigers? What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't. I don't I I'm, I'm on record as saying I really like the Eves, but I mean Tigers. We've been told. Grr. Okay. Um, moving on. All What's right, it? moving on to what? Uh, Hockey for Heroes Women's Squad uh, was announced this week. Well done mm-hmm. to everybody that's made it, and that's a great cause. We'll be looking forward to bringing you news of next year's challenges and uh, schedule of incredible games. Just absolute madness what they do there. So if you're not selected, I wouldn't be do- too disheartened. Bloody hell, I wouldn't be up for it. <laughs> um, Danny Kerry's named his first men's uh, England squad. That's for the upca- upcoming Toshiba um, uh, Celebration games from the 1988 Soul GB. Okay, so great. Oh, yeah. That's not a Freudian slip by any oh, chance, is dear, it? No, it's, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Um, few new faces in there, and uh, good to see uh, Alan Forsyth in there. Um, he's been on fire for three, four seasons or whatever at the top of English hockey, and has uh, been knocked back on quite a few occasions. And uh, I think uh, that's a, a very wise, sensible disease of Scotsman. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, whilst we're talking about Celtic legends, Ronan Gormley, uh, announced his retirement from Irish hockey this week. Yeah. Uh, 256 caps, 121 of those coming as the captain. Uh, he was the first person in Irish hockey history to reach the 250 cap mark. And, uh, yeah, an absolute stalwart of the game over there and the, the amount of commentary and, uh, kind words and messages, uh, from, ex-players and coaches and people across Europe was uh, outstanding so he's very very highly thought of over there and uh, a real um, pacemaker for where the Irish game is today you know taking them from what is 23rd 24th ranked in the world up to about I think 9th you know within the time that he was was playing the game there so well done to Ronan and good luck for the future and uh, I hope his future includes Having a hit and giggle around on a Saturday afternoon and a few beers with the young boys at the club afterwards and talking about hockey and sharing his experiences, etc. And his knowledge of the game, because for a lot of people that will never play at the international level, one of the great experiences I'll ever have is guys like him dropping back down through grades, playing with them and imparting their knowledge. And you'd be amazed how much someone like that can lift the standards of people around them. And, and make better hockey players of them at whatever age. Yeah, look, I think he's the kind of bloke that seems to be. That's exactly what he will do. Um, he's had a, a good, good club career as well at Ireland and Spain and somewhere else in Europe as well. So he's, yeah. um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he might go on and become, you know, the greatest Irish coach ever of international hockey level. Who knows what his plans are? But for anybody that's retiring from that international level, 
and it doesn't want to go into those directions, I think it's really important that you know we keep them in the game somehow. Absolutely. Well, whilst we're still in uh, in Europe, the Euro um, Hockey Club Championships venues and pools have been announced for 2019. Um, for the men, the Euro Hockey Club Trophy will take place in Vettingen in Switzerland uh, from the 7th to the 10th of June. Paul A. Glenan from Ireland, uh, Rottweiss Vettingen from Switzerland, SC Streutelbrest from Belarus, I'm going to struggle here, uh, Casapia Atletico Cluba from Portugal, all in Pool A, Pool B, Cardiff and Met from Wales, HC Ox Vinitsa from the Ukraine. Is that what I did there? WAC from Austria and HC Bohemians Prague from the Czech Republic or Czechia, whatever you prefer there. Uh, Club Challenge 1 will take place in Siemianowicz Szlaszki in Poland. Uh, HKS Siemianowicz Zanka um, will take part in Pool A alongside HK Trezhnet. Trezhnevska from Croatia, Amiskora from Italy, Whitchurch from Wales in Pool B, Bra from Italy, uh, Stegelsi uh, Hockey Club from Denmark, Servet uh, Geneva from Switzerland and Zelina from Croatia. Challenge 2 in Prague, uh, Pool A, Lusada from Portugal, Lipovicki from Lipovicki, whatever they are, Slovenia, Racha from Slovakia, uh, Naka from Sweden, Pool B, Slavia Prague from the Czechs, Cremarians from Gibraltar, shout out to Carl. Uh, yeah. Um, and the Gibraltans there. Uh, Bolu Beladiesi Spor Kulubo from Turkey and Ardas Rudamina from Lithuania. Uh, oh, I'm not going to go through everyone else there. Challenge 3 in Alanya in Turkey. Challenge 4 in Kordin in Malta. Uh, on the women's side, Euro Hockey Club trophy taking place in Rochester, England. That's home of Holcomb, 19th to the 22nd of April. Pool A Holcomb, uh, Dynamo Moscom Sport from Russia, UCD Ladies Ireland, Edinburgh University Scotland, uh, Paul B Club de Campo from Spain, Victoria Smolevici from Belarus, Sumchanka from Ukraine, and Waterloo Ducks from Belgium. Uh, we've got Euro Hockey Club Challenge One in Lille, Challenge Two in Vienna, Challenge Three in Mboryspil, Ukraine. We'll bring you all the news of those tournaments as they come around next year. Oh, lots of action happening there. How do you manage? Did you use any Google translations before you tried to pronounce it? Would you reckon? <laughs> well, well, it's very kind if that's. <laughs> some of them sound like you're trying to do the right, say the right word. Well, yeah. Who knows? Anyway, you know. Uh, we're not we're not big in Ukraine or Belarus. So. Are you going to start a movement where all all teams have to be named after some sort of animal? So the bears or the. Yellow jacket. We're going that way anyway, aren't we? This is the very last of the uh, Australian Hockey League uh, in its format coming up uh, in the is next it? in the next couple of weeks, oh, uh, and well, in in a revised format, which we're not entirely sure exactly what that is at the moment. But uh, yeah, this is the the end of the era. So who knows what we could be? So what you're talking about is that they won't be state-based teams; they'll be franchise-based. Fran- franchise-based teams. Oh, what yeah. A joke that is. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's happening. Yep. Good luck to them. Uh, what else have we got? Take a break before we get to the big issue. Are you ready for it? <gasps> You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Let me just uh, unchain that leash and let you go, big fella. Well, I've got it written down at the top here is the Pakistan situation and it's the weaving of three stories within one. And I think probably the best way to look at it is is a timeline through the press and uh, various media things that have come out. And I'm going to start off um, on the 12th of July uh, with the news.com.pk. Now, just before you start, we do have to mention that um, you sat down here very excited to tell me about all the research you've got here on what you've been doing. You spent a lot of time going through all of this. And uh, I immediately said to you, no, save it for the show. I don't want to know. I want the surprise to hit me. I want to feel the joy as our listeners feel the joy when they hear what you've got to say. Well, yes, all right, don't build it up too much. Um, So, yeah, going back to the 12th of July. Now, bearing in mind uh, the announcement on the FIH pages about 
Lahore being a venue for Hockey Series Open uh, came pretty late in the piece, probably about a month ago or so, would you say? Uh, Very maybe, late. Maybe, yeah, four, four weeks, six weeks ago. This, is go- this goes back to the 12th of July. This is, this is my start point. The PHF has started preparation for the Hockey Series Open in Pakistan from September the 25th, as FIH and AHF have given the permission to organise the event in Pakistan. The six countries who will participate in the event are Oman, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Kazakhstan, Qatar and Bangladesh. The PHF had planned to hold it in Royal Pindi, but it has added Lahore after the FIH and AHF directed it to organise the event at two venues. I think it means two pitches. It may be noted that after 14 years, Pakistan is going to host a tournament involving so many teams. Now, of course, uh, we spoke last year with the Jazz Chowdhury. We spoke with Grant Schubert, who went over and played in the World Series games yep. that they they had organised there. And um, we were really pleased to see that there's some positive moves um, towards getting international hockey back there. It's been very hard for them to um, attract because of you know, the situation with terrorism and all, all sorts of stuff going on there. Um, so we saw a bright light coming. We go to the 1st of August, uh, Pakistan, this is in the news.com as well, uh, Pakistan averts hockey boycott over allowance payments. Um, Captain Mohammed Rizwan Senior said uh, on Tuesday that Pakistan Hockey Federation President Khalid Kokar had assured him unpaid allowances would be cleared before the August, to the, eight, August the 18th Asian Games and therefore the players would end their protest. We will clear all dues before going to Asian Games, Kokar was quoted as saying. Unfortunately, our grant was stopped due to certain unknown reason. If we don't get the money, I will pay the players through my own means. What does that say to you for a start? I'm going to dip into my pocket. Yeah, I'm going to dip into my pocket, but there's something going on above the Hockey Federation that you ain't getting any more money at the moment. So the funds have dried up. We then skip forward now to 5th of September. Now, I don't know if this is fake news. This is coming from exactly the same uh, website from Karachi. The Six Nation Hockey Tournament scheduled to be had in Pakistan in September has been curtailed to four nations uh, and named Hockey Series Open with the approval of FIH. A source said that Turkey and Oman withdrew, citing various reasons. The four teams now competing will be Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan and Pakistan. Who were never known to originally compete. No, and we asked the question, why are Pakistan hosting a tournament that they're not involved in uh, for the Hockey Series Open and and can't be involved in because they're in the Pro League? They're already, yeah, it's, it's not, yeah go on. We've um, had conversation. Okay, so this is the first time you can hear this bloke's name. Naveed Alam, PHF Director of Development and Domestic, said that the tournament would be held in Lahore. He said the tournament would be held on a single league basis Instead of the senior team, uh, he said that instead of the senior team, juniors would represent Pakistan. He added that the other three nations would send their senior teams. Naveed said that foolproof security arrangements will be made for all teams. So this is the first we hear of Pakistan being involved in some kind of concept playing in the tournament. On to the 8th of September, uh, and this is in the nation, uh, nation.com.pk. Uh, PHF Director of Media Raja Mohsin Ijaz Abbasi said PHF has written a letter to Asian Hockey to assure participation of all the six teams in the Six Nation Tournament scheduled to be held in Lahore from September the 26th. The PHF is very much alive to the situation and want to revive international hockey in Pakistan as through sacrifices of our armed forces and masses the country has successfully overcome the menace of terrorism and now Pakistan is ready to host international sport on a consistent basis. Great. The Federation wants to involve masses and youth in the national game. That's why, without wasting any time, we wrote to the AHF, urging them to assure they propo- the proposed event takes place in Lahore with participation of all the six teams, as we are even ready to adjust to fresh dates. So already we're hearing, this is back on the 8th of September, we're hearing that they'd consider a change of dates. Mm-hmm. He said three out of the six teams, including Qatar, Oman and Sri Lanka, have excused to feature in the said event with a plea of either financial issues or other engagements. What's name those three nations? Qatar, Oman and Sri Lanka. Now, Oman, of course, are hosting uh, the Asian Champions Trophy in November. So maybe that's, you know, some reason there for them. Sri Lanka, um, I, I read a quote on social media, um, somebody involved in the coaching setup, that they weren't even invited by the PHF. Now, I don't know what the truth is in that, and Qatar's the the other side there. Oman, Qatar, and Pakistan. Shia Sunni. 
So Afghanistan and Turkey were ready to play. You know, I don't know what, where Turkey have come in, come into this at all. Uh, while on Friday, Bangladesh Hockey Federation also refused to participate through their letter. Um, we then moved down. Um, Raja said uh, he was highly surprised on the undue and totally unwanted criticism from some certain quarters regarding the performance of the green shirts in the recently concluded Asian Games hockey. He went on to say, Pakistan hockey team managed to score more than 40 goals in a single event and conceded just four goals, including the defeat in the semi-finals and third place match. Uh, he then went on to say uh, that against Japan, we were completely under pressure and made too many mistakes. And I firmly think we should have scored in the 60 minutes. But the biased umpiring by the Indian umpire cost us dearly and also the crucial match. <laughs> You're going to love this. The arrival of international coach and our legendary Olympians have made the huge difference in the mentality of the players. And time is not far when they will deliver. One or two defeats can't bar them from reaching the top. The boys are gradually achieving their tasks as they are learning from their mistakes and keen to do well in the upcoming events. It's great. He's happy about Roland Altman's uh, coaching. <clears throat> On that same day... The Bangladesh Hockey Federation um, uh, wrote, Teams like Oman and Thailand are not taking part in the tournament. So the meeting of the BHF Working Committee on Thursday decided not to send a team from Bangladesh. Since the teams aren't at our level, we don't see the need to play against low-ranked sides by spending 20 to 25 lakhs of tacker. Besides, some of the players will be travelling to Europe to play in European leagues, which is another reason for not sending the team. Uh, he also added that uh, <laughs> he also added another reason was that visa complications uh, were another factor that needed to be considered. So Bangladesh don't want to take part in the hockey series open because so because the teams they're going to play against are of a lower ranking. Well, sure, this is an opportunity to get into the hockey series finals. You wouldn't complain if you're playing against uh, lo- look, lower teams, I, would you? I think that's a, that's a furphy. I think what the real problem here is that um, they'd be losing players and probably the team that they would send would find the teams and nations they're playing against in serious competition. Fast forward a week. Uh, Secretary General Pakistan, this is from the news.com, yeah. um, Shabazz Ahmad, uh, said the PHF is a respectable national organisation which has put Pakistan hockey on the right track. He further stated that for the preparation of the national team, the PHF has acquired the services of a very well-reputed Dutch coach and an experienced Austrian-Australian physical trainer. There has been consistent improvement in team's performance ever since they took over, which is visible to everyone. He, however, claimed that certain jealous elements are not happy with it. To gain cheap popularity in the general public, these people have resorted to illegal and immoral activities, especially through social media. All this is bringing a bad name to the national game. PHF will not be blackmailed by anyone and will soon take legal action against them. He further stated, Unfortunately, some people we had trusted upon are now the biggest hurdle in the promotion of hockey at the grassroots level. Plans are afoot to reinvigorate domestic hockey by employing capable coaches, blah, blah, blah. So basically he's having a ping at at the group of guys that not that long ago he was saying were wonderful and doing great things. Well... No, he's no, he's happy with the coaches there. It goes no, on. The, the war of words continues between the two Pakistan Hockey Federation officials as Director of Development, Naveed Alam, demanded inquiry into his and the Secretary's PHF role and conduct before reaching any conclusion. Naveed Alam, who attended the office at PHF headquarters, said he would not vacate the office until he gets a letter from Brigadier Khalid Sajid Kokar. I have given full time to office Friday. I would continue to attend the office till the time letter from the PHF president. He said he would request to the PHF president to lodge a detailed inquiry into his and secretary conduct. I have got some solid proofs that I want to present to the inquiry committee. I would accept findings of inquiry committee after thorough investigations. 20th of September. Naveed Alam, Director of Development, has been asked to appear before the Pakistan Hockey Federation Inquiry Committee, headed by Zahir Shah, President of KP Hockey Association, to give his side of the story on allegations and counter-allegations which he keeps on levelling against Federation officials. This meeting was set for the 25th of September. Um, Naveed went on, said later in the article, There are more hidden stories which are enough to rock the hockey fraternity. What happened during the last three years is enough to open every hockey lover's eyes. Oh. Still with us? Yeah. Okay. 21st of September. 
the Minister for Interprovincial Coordination, Fermida Mirza, has said on the radio.gov.pk site that it's really disappointing that the International Hockey Federation has cancelled the series in Pakistan. Yeah. Is well, it clear? So this is on the 21st of September. It was clear then. It was clear, but there was nothing published um, by no. the FIH on it, certainly. On the news.com.pk on the 21st of September, um, there was also reports from uh, Fermida. It's the Federation's job to ensure holding such events. It is the Federation that keeps liaison with other federations and international bodies. The government has nothing to do with it. We are there only for their support, which we've been doing for the past so many years. Cancellation of this event is very unfortunate, she said. Um, but and then the article goes on to say barring Kazakhstan all the other participating teams of the World Hockey Series have refused to travel to Pakistan for the tournament forcing the International Hockey Federation to cancel the event Oman, Qatar, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and even Afghanistan's federation has expressed inability <laughs> to send their teams to Pakistan on one pretext or another apparently these federations have termed lack of finances and lack of security as the reasons for not travelling to Pakistan ok Go forward another two days, 23rd of September. It yeah. might have been the 22nd that this happened. Um, I don't know if you heard. Roland Altman's has stepped down as coach yeah. of Pakistan and, and uh, uh, let them know by email from his home in Holland. Uh, so he wasn't there on the ground. Um, Roland uh, was quoted to have said, After long reflections on the past half year, I've decided to resign as head coach of the Pakistan team. I'm responsible for the performance and the results of the team, but I feel that the circumstances at present don't create an environment where we can get the best out of the team. I don't think the PHF has the possibility to change the circumstances to a level that is required from my point of view. I thank you all for your contribution, and will, I will always remember the past half year. Hope to see you in the future, and don't hesitate to contact me whenever you feel. <laughs> I will take him up on that offer in the next couple of weeks. So... You know, obviously that had happened. Now, in between times, obviously we've been asking the question on the show, well, when, when's this tournament happening? So I popped up on Twitter. Um, does anybody know any details about this tournament? There's nothing on the TMS. There's nothing scheduled for viewing the games on YouTube. Who can help? So there was a bit of debate that went backwards and forwards, and I'll give you a couple of the comments that came from Pakistan Hockey, um, which was good to hear from them and to have their voice uh, directly from it. But there was a statement that went up on, might have been the 24th, or might have been the 25th, might have been dated the 24th, might have been dated the 25th, not sure on the FIH site. Uh, This is a press release. Uh, Hockey Series Open Lahore postponed. Postponed. The Hockey Series Open scheduled to take place in Lahore, Pakistan, uh, uh, has been postponed following the withdrawal of a number of teams. Everyone. This event will now be played, except for Pakistan, this event will now be played between the 17th and 30th of December, with the actual dates governed by the number of team entries. Now, bear in mind, that's that's the day after the World Cup finishes. Where, is, is that given the venue? In Lahore. If, so the same venue that no one wants to go yeah. to, they want to hold it there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. If uh, well, this well, here, this is what you're going to like. If insufficient teams confirm their ability to participate, the event will be cancelled, and FIH's competitions committee will decide how any unfilled places in the hockey series final will be allocated. Oh, so they're holding a gun to their head. Not read into it what you will. They're holding a gun to their head. But well, read into it what you will, because if you now try and search for that site, so you can go to our Twitter feed and click on the link to take you to that post on the FIH. It's yep. been removed from the FIH site. Has it? It's no not longer there. there. It's no longer there. It takes you to an events page, and you can see the social wall. Uh, which, by the way, the social wall looks great at the moment with um, some kind of Helsinki City Trail. Read those letters back to me. Helsinki City Trail. Yeah, HCT. So they've got it mixed up with the whole, the FIH have got HCT, the Helsinki City Trail tweets and Instagram posts and everything plastered all over the front page of the website, um, because it's the same hashtag as Hockey Champions Trophy. Ah, oh, yeah. dear me. Great work there. They yeah. block us, they block our posts going up on there, but they don't, but they feature things to do with a walking event in Helsinki. Incredible. As long as they're playing hockey while they're walking, Alan Gormley will be there. Now, there's a good little um, um, piece, an opinion piece um, in, 
our favourite here. Yeah, thenews.com.pk, an editorial. A um, couple of things out of there. The language used may be diplomatic, and he's talking about Altman's uh, yeah. uh, resignation there. Uh, but there is every reason to believe that Altman's is referring to the petty politics that afflict many Pakistani sports, including hockey, to a sporting setup which denies players adequate resources and to the overall management of sports which has led to a situation where it is virtually withered away and died at the grassroots level. Hockey is the national game of Pakistan and was once played on every village green and every open ground in cities. Today, few children understand the dynamics of the game or have ever held a hockey stick in their hands. Pakistan's hockey's decline is a consequence of a failure to keep up with improvements made around the world in technique, fitness and alterations in the rules of the game. You know what? I they've the biggest thing that they they miss out on is quality organisation, and they always have, and that's what's killing them now. It's, it, qu- it's it's all it's not stuff on the playing field that's hurting them. It's not what goes on in the white lines. It's the stuff that happens outside the white lines. As we've you. <laughs> Do you hear the rubbish they were crapping on with then? Yeah. Those blokes? Seriously? Well, look, it was Pat Cocky did respond on Twitter, so three tweets back from those guys. One uh, was, there wasn't any security issue at all. That wasn't part of the reason, but it might have been quoted by somebody as being one of the reasons for their own potential gain. There's a little bit more to come on that. Uh, the tournament was supposed to be held in Lahore in September, but countries to participate in the event due to financial reasons that led to reschedule the event. Okay, well, look, there's, at least there's some information coming out because that was all we were getting at the time. Uh, and PHF is just hosting Hockey Series Open, and as host nation, our junior team or development squad will play friendly matches only that won't be part of Hockey Series Open. So there will be a Pakistan side, should this go ahead, the Hockey Series Open in December, alongside the potential six or seven, if you include Turkey, if, uh, teams to play. They're then expecting to be playing friendly matches on the side, what, in between the Hockey Series Open games, at the, before the tournament, after the tournament? It's, uh, yeah, okay, it's hard look, to figure. Let, let's do some um, pretty uh, scan reading through the lines. Not in-depth reading through the lines, and just scan over the top of it. Um, there's a deal done between the FIH and Pakistan Hockey, whatever that may be, and the FIH is dead set for this event to go ahead, where it is, in Lahore. The countries who are supposed to be playing at that event don't want to go to Pakistan. That's or, or didn't have enough notice to be able to. And, and, and there very could be, on the short notice, issues with visas, etc., etc. And th- there's a lot of different issues that play out between countries in that area that perhaps some of us aren't even aware of. And uh, even even asking some a simpler question is, well, are they Shia or Sunni? I mean, that can have major effects on whether people are likely to go to another place. Okay. Now, if they're forcing these teams that all don't want to go to Lahore, and, and think about it, you're in the hockey series open, you're one of these six teams, you would expect, you would have an expectation that you're a one in six chance to hold that tournament. Because oh, yeah. everybody, everybody else has played in, in a country that is competing in that tournament. Yep. A full nation competing in that tournament. Now, to think that none of you are going to get that opportunity to host that tournament, and you're all going to have to go and play in Pakistan, and then play friendlies against not the real Pakistan team, who's already qualifying through a different path because they're in the Hockey Series Open. No, Hockey Pro League. Hockey Pro League, but they're in the Pro <laughs> League. So they... they uh, well... Kiss, mate. Keep it simple, stupid. Well, it goes, it goes on. So we're back onto Altman's quickly. So I popped up with an interview with him on hockey.nl site on the 26th. Now, bearing in mind all of this stuff, that the squad was named, um, Altman's resigns, and also Daniel Berry, the um, strength and conditioning uh, trainer, the Aussie guy. By the way, of his Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's, he's out of the picture. All doing such a great job, but within two weeks of comments from everybody involved in Pakistan hockey about the improvements now great things are going they're out of there Um, so uh, this is the article from hockey.nl just a few bits from it players who threatened to strike for the Asian games lack of money no top sport climate it made sure that Pakistani national coach Roland Altman's decided to quit last week after only half a year in the Pakistani service they want to but the big problem is the financial picture he said 
Since he announced his decision, he's already been called by two other countries. The chance that he works in a certain function at the World Cup in Babaniswar is present. Now, I read a tweet somewhere saying uh, he'd already been offered more money by somebody else anyway, but that's not in this article. Um, he, he's, some of the things that he said, uh, you may be quite critical, but that must be a sense of reality. The perception is so different in Pakistan. The country still has to deal with the fact that they were good years ago, but that has been so long ago. In the field, he had fun with his Pakistani players. It was heavy outside of it. I had to spend so much time in the fringe scene. The players stopped for the Asian Games. So that's in relation to the um, the strike. Yeah. Um, while you could have qualified for the Olympics there. As a result of the defeat against Japan, I had made some suggestions for improvements, but this was not reflected, says the Dutch coach. The conditions are not good for top hockey right now. He expected to go to training camp again soon, but that camp was continuously postponed. The Pakistani team was almost withdrawn from the Asian Champions Trophy, which starts October the 18th. Yeah, just around uh, the corner. Uh, I have not said that I am not there. Oh, this, sorry, this is um, Altman's with regard to going to the World Cup. I have not said that I am not there. I have had an offer from a number of countries last weekend. So this is prior to his... Yeah, anyway. Um, it's so strange. I feel good myself. So I, I do not rule out that I will soon do something with another country that is playing the World Cup. In what role we still have to look? Oh, <clears throat> interesting, isn't it? There, so maybe a better offer has come along, and he thought, "Look, stuff this. This is too bloody, too much hard work, and it's a battle. I'm just not going to win." Well, there was a lot of love for him from India when all this happened. Yeah, for Altman's. Yeah, and there wasn't that much love when he left. Back to our friend uh, uh, Navid Alam. This came up on Dawn.com on the 26th of September. Uh, on Tuesday, he submitted his reply to a three-member disciplinary committee of the PHF, which is probing the allegations made by the former director of the PHF Development and Domestic. So he's been ousted um, because of the comments that he's made, he's, and he's, he's gone, to the, gone to the panel. Uh, Secretary uh, Zahir Shah is head of the committee. It is ironic that in the recent past, Naveed himself was appointed as head of the disciplinary committee in a similar disciplinary case against Zahir. God. PHF terminated Naveed's services as its Director of Development and Domestic Hockey for issuing a press statement against the PHF in the wake of the poor performance of the national team in the Asian Games and further alleged that various districts had filed complaints against him. Naveed pleaded that PHF Secretary Shabazz Senior had biased attitude against him because as Chairman of the PHF Dis Disciplinary Committee. He pleaded that his termination was illegal and Shabazz Senior had turned against him because he had raised objections over the way the Secretary had made appointments in the Finance and Marketing Departments. He alleged that a huge amount of funds had been spent on the development squad, which was sent to Canada, and further alleged that the basic criteria set for applying visas to travel abroad was also not followed for the tour. He said Shabazz is personally defaming the national game by suspicious activities and that Shabazz provoked the players through Cameron to riot prior to the Asian Games, like he himself had done as a player in the 1996 Olympics by revolting against the PHF. Uh, move on to the 27th. <sighs> Uh, Naveed called for a proper investigation into the PHF Federation's criteria in getting visas issued to non-playing members of the squad. The former director who appeared before the inquiry on Tuesday submitted a 12-point reply to a show cause notice. The reply contained some serious allegations against some Federation officials in special context with earnings, expenditures and appointments. Uh, he also submitted with the inquiry committee names of some persons who were issued visas. Naveed alleged that these individuals had no right to receive the Hockey Federation's backing to get visas. Also alleging that no statement of accounts was distributed in the last General Council meeting, which is a breach of constitution. Uh, and his statement that some PHF officials were drawing two salaries at a time, which is uh, two salaries at a time, which is a serious breach of government rules. So we've got Naveed versus Shabazz. We've got Roland. Uh, maybe moving on to pastures greener. Um, what we've got there, uh, we've got a uh, uh, total breakdown in communication. We've got people that don't want to go and play hockey in Pakistan. They can't bloody you know, catch a bit of luck at the moment, can they? No, but as I said, all of the problems with hockey, Pakistan hockey are off the field. And until until they get some sort of governance proper governments to the sport in that country don't worry about money because they obviously don't know what to do when they've got it it's obviously not getting out on the hockey pitch to the people that need it no. um, you know 
they'll they'll be in the same position over and over and over and over again. You look at the best federations and associations around the world. What are they good at? Governance. They they're very good at governance, and these guys are not. In fact, if you want to help out Pakistan hockey, what we really need to do is uh, collect. Um, pairs of really big red shoes and little flower lapels that squirt water in people's faces and send these guys on to the real occupation they should have. And look, if you're sending those over, send a few thousand sticks over for the kids so the kids can actually play some hockey. That's Get sticks idea. in hand. Considering how many sticks are made in Pakistan, not obviously too many of them stay well, in the country. It. Yeah. Got that off your chest, oh, Sorry if that was a bit long-winded, folks, but uh, I just thought it was a story worth telling, and uh, it seems to be pretty well suppressed, um, not least by the FIH, if, if they're putting press releases out about it and then taking them down straight away. Um, we had fixtures on the TMS for Afghanistan versus Kazakhstan last we did. week. We did. And that was the only thing that was up there, but apparently no, neither were intending to go anyway. <laughs> That's an even more bizarre thing. Two, two nations that don't want to go are being scheduled to play anyway. And it's not like the African Cup situation where Uganda <laughs> win it because yeah. Pakistan can't can't automatically win it because they're not even in the tournament. Frustrating. Ah, uh, you are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. We got a couple more things before we get to the feedback. Ah, let's uh, get to feedback. Just go straight there, okay? <laughs> Get a couple of things there to start us off. I've got oh, one, yeah, but no, you I, go first. I got a, um, uh, a DM through from uh, Anand the other day on, on Twitter. Um, I won't give you the praise, but thanks very much, Anand. Um, but one of his points was, I think you should be maybe slightly more open-minded about fives, though. Small-sided games like fives are way more are way more fun to play because each player gets more time on the ball, are probably logistically easier to organise in juniors, etc. Um, now, I got back and said, Obviously, thanks for the feedback. Um, but I feel as though our five's criticism is purely aimed at the international format and it's, it's sort of inception to try and replace the 11-a-side format, particularly at the Olympics. Mm. I don't care if kids are playing two, two versus two, three versus three, five versus five, social hockey. What, that, that doesn't matter, does it? it no. It's, it's about the top end of the game. Well, it's about the organised league, uh, the game as it's played. It's about our showcase events. Yeah. But, it's, but I, I, I don't want to go and play league hockey locally no. in a five-a-side tournament. No, neither do I. It's, uh, I'll go and play social sixes or sevens yeah. on a Wednesday Which night. Which we have, have been a, doing yeah, for years. Have a, have a couple of beers afterwards. And, and equally, those things are great for kids. But yeah, what, what, what we're aiming at is the likes of the big 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 tournaments. That's, that's it. That's for you, South Pass. Um, special mention on feedback to uh, Stephen Findlater and the hook. He somehow managed to get in, involved in a lengthy Twitter debate the other day um, <laughs> and requested to, to leave the debate and uh, signed off with, I blame the reverse stick. <laughs> what, was, huh? what was the debate about? What was that about? all about? Oh, Pakistan. <laughs> oh, really? It's our fault. Well, it usually is. Um, I, I believe you're doing movie reviews. Huh? What do you mean? Well, I saw our mate Manny. Uh, put up a post the other day. Manny Cotter? Uh, yeah, uh, we know you're listening, Manny. Uh, he, he put up a post about um, some show called... Uh, what was it called again? Um, oh, Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yeah, well, this is it. I, what's, I, what's well, this I about? think it must be some sort of Netflix or oh, it's okay. on in the UK or something because it was hashtag Bodyguard all over well, Twitter you, that morning. You got confused because you put up a movie review for the movie. The bodyguard. Yeah, but yeah, he'd, he'd asked nobody to tell him what was going on, and you thought, well, that's an invitation to tell well, him. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah. yeah. So give us your give us your review of the bodyguard starring Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. Kevin and Whitney fall in love in the end. That's the happy ever after. They yeah, live live happily ever after. Yeah. That is quality. That's the sort of review people should have when they when they're appraising what movies they should go and attend. Well, you've got to keep it short and sweet, haven't you? It's I've a, got some for. I you. mean, it's a bit of a spoiler alert, though, isn't it? You know, if you if you didn't didn't know the ending. Well, I didn't know you were such a, a film buff and and so au okay with the language of the cinema. I got. Can you give us some other reviews while you're here? Yeah, go on. Okay. Um, Star Wars. Oh. Uh, bloke falls in love with his sister and kills his dad <laughs> okay yeah. um, the mask the ma- um, Jim Carrey wears a mask 
Okay. Uh, hey, would you, if, if you read that as a review, you'd know that that was the movie we were talking about? Jim yeah. Carrey was, yeah, right. Good. That, that, yeah. that sums it up. And in fact, that's actually really does sum that movie up. Yeah. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, jeez. Oh, what's the bloke's name? Tim, is it Tim Robbins? Yeah. Tim Robbins go to, goes to prison and gets out again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's a fair. That's not bad. Any more? No, you got any more feedback? Uh, any more feedback. I'll, I'll just sit on those for a while and try and digest the intellectual power behind those. No, I don't think I have. Not particularly feedback. Uh, great work from Galvanised Hockey. Uh, their highlights package of the uh, England Hockey Investec Premier League. That's back, that was back on last week, so you can find it online. But if you're in the UK as well, and well done to them, they've done a deal that they're, they're appearing on the Sports Channel Network on UK Freeview TV. That's channel 266 if you're over there. Um, and that's, uh, so free to air, free TV. You don't have to be online for it. It's, uh, making an appearance on there. So well done to the guys there. Um, I finally get a chance to catch up with, uh, one of the top of the D podcasts. Oh yeah. Um, the latest one's out already. I caught the, the previous one, uh, with George Pinner and Danny Kerry on there. Um, good. Re- yeah, really good yeah, stuff. But the Eng- Eng- yeah. England, England hockey focus there. Um, yeah, that's about it from me. Uh, ben Hughes, your prize is on the, on its way. It's gone into the post. Uh, look out for it in the next seven days. Okay. Good luck if, uh, your season's getting underway this weekend. Yeah, all the best. Good luck to all those masters playing hockey down under at the moment. Uh, yeah, look after yourself. The, uh, the deep heat sales will be doing. Uh, an absolute great they will. trade and <laughs> I'll see you at the wind up Saturday night big fella oh yeah how about Batman Batman um, oh, how about Michael Keaton Val Kilmer Christian Bale Adam West or wear a mask